Not only are movies remaking uh, old movies because their lack of creative ability, apparently music is too. This is the number one track on the viral top 50, trending on Spotify, Tom's Diner, which was originally sang by, well, you know, now I'm blanking on it. It was Sinead O'Connor, right? It was Sinead O'Connor that did this one. Or was it Susan Vega? Ooh. Hold on. Let me turn this up. I got to Google. I got to Google. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, it's Susan Vega. Why for so many years have I thought that it was Sinead O'Connor? And this is a cover by Anime Cantreat. I don't know. All right. So, anyways, uh, if you uh, were, have you seen the news this morning? <clears throat> the worst nightmare, man. I know a lot of people that listen to the show are theme park junkies, right? You love the thrill. Well, there was a ride in Orlando, Florida at the Icon Music Amusement Park at 11 o'clock last night. Okay, first off, it's one of those rides that just takes you straight up a tower, 460 feet, and then it plummets you to the ground at like 70 miles an hour plus. And uh, some kid was arguing with the ride operator about putting his seatbelt on, and that motherfucker just slipped right the fuck out and died right there on the scene last night at 11 p.m. No, he didn't die on the scene. He died. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, but he's... In the video, he's rocketing out of that ride. I remember when I was uh, younger. I remember when I was younger, uh, probably about 15, 16. I remember going on Space Mountain at Disneyland. Many of you are familiar with that ride. I remember going on there, and my youngest brother, he was sitting next to me. And for some reason, his shoulder thing, or, or was it just a lap bar back then? I don't even remember. But whatever it was, the harness didn't lock on him. And being an idiot... And not yelling for a ride operator uh, because he didn't really tell me that now that I think about it, he didn't really tell me until we actually we were rolling and on the ride. And he's like, hey, this isn't locked. And he's just li- lifting it all the way up or if it was lap bar pushing up. I know now it's is it just a lap bar on Space Mountain? I can't even remember. I haven't ridden it in like three months. But anyways, whatever it was. Uh my brothers didn't lock. And now Space Mountain at Disneyland isn't a complicated ride. It's not the lights are off, so it seems more menacing than it actually is, but it's not really a, uh, uh, an extreme ride. So it wasn't too much of a deal to just like, you know, hold his bar down and make sure they didn't fly out of his seat. But at the same time, you should have seen him, man. He was screaming like a little girl. That was the second time he was screaming like a little girl. I remember one time we went out rock climbing, right? Now this is a bunch of kids, idiot kids. And we were climbing this rock face out at Lake Paris. No ropes, no nothing, because we're idiots. Now, people do climb it with ropes. It's called the Big Rock at Lake Paris in uh, in uh, Riverside County, California. I remember us going out to that rock. 
And there's the main face that people climb. They've got all the ropes and everything. But then there was like this waterfall area, which had a bunch of more jagged rocks. Very easy to climb. But the mother trucker is high. Let me see if I can see how high that thing is. Hold on. Uh, big rock. Big rock Lake Paris. Uh, anyways, it's high. And I'm, I'm trying to look it up, see if I can find the height on it. Rock climbing, big rock area. Let's see. Uh, anyways, it's high. And we were, we were going up that thing. Big rock area, rock climbing, elevation 1,605 feet. Well, that's from sea level. Uh, let's see. Uh, rock quality, good routes facing north, good afternoon sun, routes are low angle, da 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 da. Uh, it's not really given a. Come on, where's the overall height of it? Uh, well, whatever it is. I'm telling you what, it is tall. I don't know if I can see any pictures from the top of it. Well, this this is the rock itself, right? And as you can see, these little benches right here. And so as you can see, if you can if you're looking at my screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. So this is the main route that people take up this rock. We were going right up this side over here, okay? And I remember uh that there was three of us. It was my cousin, my two brothers, and myself, or four of us, I guess. But the younger brother, he got up to about right here, which is way too high to be freaking out, right? It's an easy climb, but he got about right here, and he started freaking out, and uh, that was an ordeal. We had to force that mother trucker to climb up the rest of the hill, um, and but he was nervous as heck. And on this picture, it doesn't really look that tall, but believe me, this thing, once you get up to the top, or once you get up to where he had the panic situation, is really, really tall. But anyways, other than that, uh, let's check out this story about that ride in uh, Icon Amusement Park in Florida. Apparently, it's the second death they've had over there. The first one was um, uh, an instruct uh, safety inspector that was doing a safety inspection on one of the rides, and at 50 foot, he fell. But this is actually a park patron. Here, check this out. Here we go. Some, some sad news out of Orlando, Florida overnight up, up fatal accident on a popular ride at a theme park there. NBC's Ann Thompson is following this one. This really is just mm -hmm. a parent's worst nightmare. Oh, it is, and it's absolutely tragic. Good morning. The Orlando Freefall at Icon Park opened in December 2021, and it takes up to 30 guests high into the air before plummeting 400 feet towards the ground. That ride Thursday night ending tragically for one teenager. And a warning this morning, these images we're about to show you are disturbing. 430 feet. That's Coming down 75 miles per hour. A thrill-seeking ride at a Florida amusement park ending in tragedy. Watch After this video. A 15-year-old boy suffered a deadly fall Thursday at Icon Park in Orlando. A video appears to show the ride with passengers discussing seatbelts with the crew. Why does it have like the little click-click? Like the seatbelt. Yeah. And again, after the ride begins. Hey, you take the seatbelt on the left side. Seatbelt. No. As the ride plummets toward the ground, the teenager can be seen falling. The Orange County Sheriff's Department later confirming that a 14-year-old boy was taken to the hospital, where he died from his injuries. After the accident, crew members gathering. Yeah. 
a ride spokesperson saying the teenager was in a safety harness. That's what we know at this time. So again, we operate the ride with uh, all the safety precautions in mind. According to its website, Orlando Freefall stands at 430 feet, making it the world's tallest freestanding drop tower. Damn, that's high. It can accommodate 30 riders when loaded to capacity. This accident comes after another fatal fall at the park. In 2020, a 21-year-old construction worker died after falling more than 50 feet while conducting a safety check on a different ride. This morning, questions about how last night's deadly accident could have happened. Words can't, can't say how we feel. Our, heart, our hearts go out to the family of, of this young man, and that's all we can say at this time. And that was last night, the ride's operator spokesperson talking to cameras. But this morning, we reached out to the park itself, Icon Park, and we have not heard back. But we do know that the Sheriff's Department is continuing its investigation. Damn! Tasteless news soundtrack. A little Tom Petty, Free Fallen. Absolutely tasteless. Absolutely tasteless. Uh, but it appears there at the uh, beginning of that ride that one of the ride operators is yelling at him, seatbelt, seatbelt, seatbelt. And he's like, nope, nope, uh-uh. And, uh, well, that came back to bite him in the ass big time. I feel sorry for the kid, but young kids doing dumb stuff, especially when it comes to safety restraints on a ride. It's like, damn, damn, that was a stupid mistake for just being a cocky, arrogant little kid. And at the same time, I'm sure the operators... You know, they've got all those warning lights on there of a seatbelt's not fast and all that kind of stuff. And that's why the other operator was asking the operators immediately afterwards, did you check the seatbelt? And they're talking about the lights and everything. I mean, it's it's inco- it's incompetence. It's incompetence when you have kids. Obviously, you saw who the right operators were. They're a bunch of kids or young adults, young adults. You know, we don't know how old they were. But these are these are when the, when not operated correctly, these things are dangerous, man, super dangerous. And uh, you know the the kid kind of balked about it. You have kids running the ride, and that's what's left when you have generation. Everybody gets a trophy uh, operating things that could be lethal if they go wrong. I don't know. I feel sorry for the kid. I feel bad for him. Uh, but shoot, 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 shoot. That's a uh, that's some serious stuff. Some very serious stuff. Uh, I did see this article, which I thought was interesting, and it's all, it was about why chess should be required in school. And it's talking about how more than a decade ago, Armenia made chess a required subject in school because it teaches kids how to think and cope with failure, uh, which we could probably use a little bit more of in this society, especially teaching kids how to lose, how to lose gracefully, how to learn from your losses and come back and be a better person. Uh, so this is something I can get behind. You know, instead of teaching kids a million and one different gender identities, how about teach them some chess, teach them some common sense things? How about teaching them some real economics about credit card debt and loans and student debt with student loans and all that kind of stuff? You know, get these kids prepped for real life. But chess, I think, is a great step. It's gender neutral. I don't know if the LGBTQAI plus is going to have a issue with there being a king and queen and the queen is not a drag queen. Uh, but I think this is something healthy that should be taught to kids. I've, what do you think? 
What do you think? What makes chess so fascinating is that no two games will ever play out the same. Uh, Checkers is really a game for intellectual wimps uh, like me. That's in his article. I'm just reading his words. Um, But Checkers has 500 billion possible positions. And in 2007, researchers reported that a computer has solved the game. If, If neither side makes a mistake, the outcome is always a draw. But chess is far more complicated than Checkers. It's unlikely that a computer will ever solve the game. Uh, right here it says chess in school. Okay, this is what we want to get to. Americans are concerned that their children aren't receiving solid K through 12 education. Yeah, no shit. Perhaps chess could be introduced into school as a fun way to teach logic and memory. Chess in school. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Instead of uh, who your teacher's banging and what their uh, gender identification is or whatever, I think chess, how about teach some chess? Teach something that kids can use that can teach them to think and teach them how to lose, how to win, and uh, a lot of good things, you know? Pretty simple. Simple, right? You guys see the uh, interesting viral video that's been going around uh, regarding Mike Tyson and some guy uh, pulling a gun on him at a comedy club. Here, check this out. That's Mike sitting. That's Mike sitting right in front of us. Not exactly sure what the problem was, but he's gonna step over here to our left in the screen, and he's gonna pull a gun. He had some beef with Mike Tyson. Uh, oh, there it is, pulling the gun. Yeah, everybody hit the ground then. All right. And then Mike Tyson gives him a hug. What the hell's going on? Sure to quiet down in there, didn't it? And they just gonna let him be? They just gonna let him be after he pulled a gun and Mike Tyson gives him a hug? Sometimes you just know. Uh, anyways, that's interesting. So I, I don't know the details of this. It's just a little crazy. Uh, another fan ad- fan added a remarkable statement deep down. It's a big remark. He praised Tyson indirectly for keeping himself calm in such a dreadful situation. Notably, this is not the Tyson we know of. Uh, let me see. In the heat of the moment, the man pulled out of his gun. They left everyone around in complete shock, but the legendary figure didn't even flinch. He didn't. Mike Tyson just sat there. Interestingly, Mike Tyson escalated it more when he called the man over while he was leaving the club. So the guy pulls a gun on Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson calls him over and gives him a hug. I don't know what was going on. (laughs) Mike Tyson's got some iron balls. Maybe it's from having all the pet tigers and stuff. Uh, Tyson hugged him and ended the brawl. However, it became a big highlight for boxing fans. They took to Twitter and added their remarks. Yeah, it's all over the place. But that's a video of it. Uh, Let's see. What are some people saying? Crazy video is a man challenged Mike Tyson to a fight at a bar last night and pulled a gun, but ended up hugging him. This is true. Mike Tyson had such incredible stories related to his life. It made him the most interesting celebrity. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I, but I, I, would like to, I would like to hear more details about this story, but it is pretty incredible uh, that 
Somebody pulls a gun on Mike Tyson, and he doesn't flinch, and he gives him a hug. Huh. 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 Oh, this is an interesting lawsuit that's being filed, and this could be complete bullshit because it's from, it's from some news site that I never heard of before, Thirsty News or whatever. But it's claiming that Johnny Depp, well, it's claiming that Johnny Depp is planning to question whether Elon Musk is Amber Heard's baby's daddy in a massive lawsuit trial. Now, let's see. Okay, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard have been involved in a legal battle for several years now. It seems like Depp is considering a variety of strategies to bolster his case. In order to strengthen his case, it appears that Johnny will use his upcoming trial with his ex-wife Amber Heard to question whether Elon Musk is the father of her child. Now, what is this based off of? Uh, divorce trial, Elon Musk referred to sources connected to the, okay, now here we go. Here's the vagueness of whether this is a real story or not. Uh, <clears throat> sources connected to the case revealed the Pirates of the Caribbean star will inquire about the baby heard welcomed via surrogate in 2021. Uh, Depp is suing heard over a 2019 Washington post op-ed. She wrote about domestic violence. She never mentioned her ex in the piece. Despite the fact that he has not been identified, he claims that the article violated a non-disclosure agreement they signed as part of their divorce statement. Uh, that's interesting. If that's true, that's interesting because if his name is never mentioned and she wrote a, a piece on domestic violence and he's suing because he says that it's referencing him when his name is never mentioned, uh, that could be a little sticky for Mr. Depp to actually win that case. I mean, how was it implied? You know, did she say uh, that, uh, once a man who played a pirate in a movie? I mean, did she describe him in some other way or something? I don't know, but Depp's going after that. What else do we have here? Uh, U.S. airline CEOs are calling for an end to the mask mandate, which would uh, I, I'm a little I'm a little upset about this because it'll definitely end a lot of viral videos that we've seen of Karens and freedom fighters and everybody on planes fighting over the whole mask thing. Um, I, you know, I did hear like a couple flight attendants talking. I saw some articles where flight attendants are saying like this, the whole enforcement of this mask thing has been such a pain in their ass. And I agree that it probably has. I can't imagine telling a bunch of grown adults to fucking mask up and put a diaper on your face that really doesn't scientifically, scientifically proven unless it's an N95 not to do jack shit. I can imagine the turmoil, uh, that these flight attendants are facing. But anyways, U.S. airline CEOs call on President Biden to end the federal mask mandate on planes. A group of CEOs from all major airlines in the U.S. is calling on President Biden to drop the federal transportation mask mandate along with the international pre-departure COVID-19 testing requirement. Well, I think we should. In an open letter released by the travel industry lobbying groups, uh, Airlines for America, the group is calling on the Biden administration to sunset federal transportation travel restriction. The group argues that the restrictions no longer reflect the realities of the current epidemiological, yeah, I can't say that word, environment. The letter was signed by leaders of the U.S. companies, including six of the largest airlines in the country, which were Alaska Airlines, America, Delta, JetBlue, Southwest, and United. And I quote, it makes no sense that people are still required to wear a mask on airplanes, yet are allowed to congregate in crowded restaurants, schools, and at sporting events without masks despite none of these venues having the protective air filtration systems that aircraft do. That was in the letter. Uh, let me see. I'm seeing if there's any kind of response in here. So far, the White House has not yet commented on the group's request. Shocker. Shocker, shocker, shocker. 
Uh, also in the news, we have the Arizona GOP, uh, which we're going to hear about this because you're going to have people saying that this is a slam on transgender rights and a whole bunch of stuff. But the Arizona GOP votes to restrict transgender sports in a move of common sense. The health care bill originally would have banned all gender affirming care, including hormones and puberty blockers, but was scaled back in the Senate. OK, so this is this is a couple things that are going on in this bill. From what I understand is this bill is not only uh, limiting uh, sports competition of transgender athletes, but it's also putting some type of limitations on underage uh, kids going through transgender uh, transitional therapy, hormones, etc. So let's check this out. Phoenix, the Arizona legislator passed bills Thursday to prohibit gender reassignment surgery for minors and two birds, one stone, and ban transgender athletes from playing on girls' sports teams, joining a growing list of Republican-controlled states attempting to restrict transgender rights as they gain more visibility in culture and society. Uh, I don't think we have to, we get the, the main talking points on that. Uh, Arizona, Kentucky, just the other day did the same thing, re not regarding, not regarding the whole aspect of the transitional drugs and that kind of stuff, uh, regarding minors, but Kentucky did throw out there that as far as competing in sports, that they're putting it into that. Uh, so, you know, some States of common sense, common sense, right? Uh, a bunch of TikTok moderators are suing, they're suing TikTok because they're moderators on TikTok and the emotional toll of extremely disturbing videos. Well, let's see if they say in here what it is. Let's see. When Ash Ashley Velez accepted a job last year reviewing videos for TikTok, now that's got to be just the shittiest job in the world, that you're a TikTok moderator, you're a Twitter moderator, you're a Facebook moderator. Uh, I mean, I could find a million other better things to do than be a moderator on social media. But anyways, when Ashley Velez accepted a job last year, reviewing videos for TikTok, and I quote, we were told we would be the front line of defense from protecting children from seeing violence. She said, but the Las Vegas mother of two boys, ages eight and 17 said she was stunned when she discovered what the position entailed. And I quote, she says we would see death and graphic, graphic pornography. I would see nude, underage children every day. Velez said in an interview, I would see people get shot in the face and another video of a kid getting beaten, and it made me cry for two hours straight. Velez worked for TikTok from May to November 2021, one of some 10,000 content moderators worldwide who police videos on the platform making sure it remains an endless feed of lighthearted content rather than a cesspool of violent and disturbing videos. Now Velez and another former TikTok moderator, Reese Young, have filed a federal lawsuit seeking class action status against the video sharing app and its parent company, ByteDance. The Chinese-owned company, well, the Chinese-owned app, is the envy of Silicon Valley social media giants and has more than 1 billion monthly active users. Its success depends in no small part on the work of moderators like Velez, who toil behind the scenes to scrub TikTok of distressing content before the masses see it. While the plight of moderators is often absent from, 
fights over what content social media platforms allow and what they ban, there's a growing movement to hold tech giants accountable for the welfare of these workers on the front lines of that debate. On Thursday, Velez and Young sought to do just that. <laughs> and I quote, you see TikTok challenges and things that seem fun and light, but most don't know about this other dark side of TikTok that these folks are helping the rest of us never see. And that was lawyer Steve Williams of the Joseph Severi law firm, which filed the case. Velez said, and I quote, somebody has to suffer and see this stuff. Their lawsuit accuses TikTok. Okay, so how, what are they accusing TikTok? I mean, you kind of know if you're a moderator and on any social media, how do you not go into that knowing exactly the filth and the crap that you're going to see? Unless you're a Facebook moderator and you're just a, an extreme leftist that just wants to block all right-wing uh, thought comments, etc. But I mean, uh, TikTok, you got to know you're going to see a bunch of bullshit. You have to know that. I mean, they weren't they warned going in? Well, let's see. The lawsuit accuses TikTok of negligence and says it broke California labor laws by allegedly not protecting Velez and Young from the emotional trauma caused by reviewing hundreds of highly toxic and extremely disturbing videos, uh, including videos of animal cruelty, torture, and even the execution of children. And I quote again, underage nude children was the plethora of what I saw said Velez, who now works as an independent contractor for her vacation home rental site, Boutique. People like us have to filter out the unsavory content. Somebody has to suffer and see this stuff so nobody else has to. According to the suit, Young and Velez were exposed to an unsafe work environment because TikTok did not provide adequate mental health treatment to help deal with the anxiety, depression, and post-traumatic stress associated with reviewing graphic videos. Okay, I get it. So what they're doing is they're taking they're taking TikTok to task for not supplying them with emotional support uh, in the line of the job that they had to do by seeing all this kind of stuff. Uh, does TikTok have that responsibility? If you have an employee that's in that position that's seeing that kind of filth content every day, day in, day out, much of which is illegal content, um, are you responsible for their mental health? Interesting case based on that, if employers are responsible for the mental health. I mean, there's plenty of shitty jobs out there. I mean, it, what, what a plumber is going to say, I've been exposed to so much uh, grotesque and foul uh, bowel movements in the course of my work. And my company had ever supplied me with support uh, to mentally help me deal with all the shit I was dealing with in my daily job. I don't know, but this is an interesting case. It's going to push those boundaries to see if companies are responsible for the mental health of their employees uh, when they're putting a bunch of child porn and whatnot in front of their faces 24-7. People are gross, man. People are gross. Yeah, you know people post a bunch of bullshit on the internet. I mean, thank God they don't allow all that stuff through. I mean, there's so many kids on TikTok, it would just be a nightmare. I mean, I'm all about free speech and that kind of stuff, but come on, where do you draw the line? Um, I know I, you like Truth Social and Minds app and that kind of stuff, all these different apps that are claiming to be like less moderated, less kind of, I mean, you still can't allow stuff that's illegal, like child porn. Um, but somebody getting shot, that's not necessarily illegal to show. Um, but I think what the other platforms have done is pretty much if it's, other than stuff that's illegal that they take straight off, what they've done is they've pretty much moved to a, um, basically a warning sign over uh, inappropriate conduct or contact that might be questionable uh, that you have to click through. So it's a click-through protection if you want to actually want to see uh, somebody blowing their brains out and stuff like that. So that's going on at TikTok. TikTok suing. What do we have on here? 
Uh, I know Biden was saying that there's a uh, there's going to be a crunch in the food supply, and they're going to be real. In fact, yeah, here it is right here. Let me see if I can pull this up. Let me rewind it real quick. Nothing. Let me get it bigger so we can see Uncle Joe in his all-competent glory. Uh, but this is what Biden had to say at a press conference after he met with the world leader. I believe this was in uh, Brussels, yeah. Nothing more to report. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re re talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Nothing more to report. There you With go. There you go. Shortages. All right. Shut up, Joe. Uh, there you go. Food shortages. He's calling it now. He's calling it now. I just saw reports today as I was watching the news that, you know, grocery store prices are up 8%. Um, apparently I, I don't know what he's alluding to specifically about this food shortage. I know that Russia is a huge grain supplier and a huge manure, uh, supplier for our farms. And I know that combined with gas prices at the farms, uh, their cost of farmers is going up dramatically. If we're already up 8%, once this really starts to take a hold and hit us, he's claiming straight up food shortages. It's not going to be a fun one. It's not going to be a fun one. We're already paying the price and it could get worse. I know. Happy news, right? Happy news. Happy news. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. I believe we are done. Yeah, we are. So this is Jake with Radio Underland. Hit me up. Email me at jake at radiounderland.com if you want to discuss anything. Other than that, I will see you later. Let's get some music to play us out. You know, let's uh, let's do something a little fun. Let's do something a little fun. Hey, let's just let's see what the top music is in the United States right now. Does that interest anybody? Okay, let's see. We've got we've got uh, top songs USA. Sure, let's go for that. Let me hear "Heat Waves" by Glass Animals. Been faking me 